Hello, welcome. It's time for Cybersecurity Hot Takes with me, your host, sales lady, Reesquita. And to my left, the one, the only, Nelson Mello. Who are you, Nelson? Hey, I'm the funding engineer. Great, thanks. Jason? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Jason, CTO. There we go. And last but not least, coming from Austin, Texas. <laughs> Hasnan Bajwa. Everybody calls me HB. And I do product strategy here. Amazing. So today's topic, credit cards. The hot take, are credit cards bad? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the hot take for today is credit cards set the precedent for passwordless. Now, what exactly do I mean by that, Nelson? Oh, man. So this is me uh, kind of trying to learn a little bit about uh, Java cards and smart cards and realizing that uh, I know very little about EMV and EMV Co. Uh, and What is EMV and EMV Co.? Uh, so uh, what I've learned since is that EMV is, uh, stands for Eurocard, Visa, and MasterCard. It's a international kind of a regulatory thing, just like FIDO, that wrote the books on how to specify uh, Java cards for the payment industry. Um, EMV Co is that, that thing, and EMV is the set of standards that they put forward. There are four books that specify the whole thing, and I'm starting to read one of them. When were they written? Um, I think early 90s, but they've been iterated on uh, ever since. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a few versions of it. Uh, and it's it's completely open. You can go get the, the four books and, and understand how that works. But it was interesting to me because I didn't know that uh, SIM cards are a type of smart card. Um, it's Java card and you can code it and you can build your own if you want. Um, so I wanted to hear everybody's thoughts on, um, you know, how fun is that? The, uh, so I actually remember, I think it was late 90s, when I saw the SIM cards as well as some of the new credit cards. And I saw this funky little... Um, contact pad design, right? So like mm. uh, uh, chips are real small. Um, when you want to make contacts with certain things, you typically have this this uh, almost like a facade or an adapter that makes things a little bit bigger. So you have interesting. Uh, anyway, um, I was looking at it. And I was fascinated by the fact that, wait a minute, there's a, a, a JVM on this thing. Yeah. And if I just walk through uh, a system, it will either apply power or there's a, an induction coil in here that will produce enough power to make this thing uh, execute long enough to sign a challenge. That's really freaking cool. Uh, you know what's funny? The They got no garbage collection. Uh, what uh, When you actually, when you want to create something and, and have it persist, mm-hmm. all you have to do is keep a link to it. Mm-hmm. It's like, a, like reference counting garbage collection so to delete something sounds like global memory, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how you, how you store stuff is with linked lists. Holy smokes! A world without garbage collection. <laughs> a world where you have to manage references. Isn't kind of cool. Uh, how could such a world exist? Yeah, yeah, um, it's super cool. Uh, and there's a lot of uh, research on how to reverse engineer uh, and how to, if you have physical access and you can decap the chip, mm-hmm. um, how to figure out where st- where stuff is stored. So mm-hmm. Now you try to uh, put stuff in different places and, and um, use layers of the chip to obfuscate where you're actually storing data. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. Mm. The um, it is kind of it is kind of wild to think um, that 
for the most part, we're really talking about 40, 40 some odd years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some computer scientists, mathematicians first showed us a way how to make certain computations that are easy in one direction or hard in another. And uh, you could actually use that as a stand-in for a signature. And then in the 90s, we had the standard come out and how we, we knew the appropriate person was using a card to pay for something using that technique, right? Basically, uh, this little chip's got a key on it. It's basically signing something with that key. And fast forward to today and, uh, you know, TPMs, the Apple T2, like it's not that dissimilar of at least a high level architecture that's on the die, that's on the device that we're now using to log into stuff. Yeah. And you can get credit. I didn't know this. You can get credit cards with biometric readers now. Mm-hmm. Wait, um, wait, how does that work? Uh, it's kind of fun. Like if you if you Google uh, MasterCard actually sells a version. So if you're a bank, I guess you could. You could go get one for yourself uh, and give it to your, to your customers with a biometric reader. And it, it is powered by the reader. So it's, it's contact. You have to insert it. Yeah. But uh, you have to be touching the reader while you're doing the transaction. So here's you, the interesting question. Is is it a local biometric? Like, is it a bio, is, is the biohash part of the guard to let is. the key sign? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So it's and uh, also very much in the spirit of a TPM. Another thing I didn't wow. know is YubiKeys are smart cards. Uh, so the, how they build their entire architecture, they use the same kind of chips. They use Infineon chips and X, NXP chips. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they built on ISO 7816, which is the, the smart card uh, contact uh, standard. And uh, you can download the the applet source mm. code for a lot of the Yubico stuff. They do PIV. They do TOTP generation. I'd be surprised if they weren't trying to move beyond that, though, and like adopt more of a, a TPM style uh, computation. Like it is or, surprising. It, you don't, you didn't see that anywhere, huh? No. Um, so they they've evolved uh, which chips they used mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. This mm-hmm. is my understanding. Uh, somebody did a comparison. Uh, they started with an they started with NXP chips, uh, Titan two mm-hmm. the the sort of external TPM Google built uses an NXP, NXP chip and then they went to Infineon and I think now they're doing something else. Interesting. Interesting. The uh, So for, yeah, NXP uh, is part of the big roll up with uh, Arm, right? Mm-hmm. It was a Dutch company. And um, Infineon is one of the big manufacturers of TPM chips yeah. as well. The uh, In fact, I've got one on my desk back home playing with for a project. But yeah, that's surprising. I'm really surprised. Um, well, uh, we can conjecture about what other people are not doing all day long. I kind of want to conjecture uh, you about what your project of... is. Uh... <laughs> Top secret? Oh, no, no, no. Actually, it's pretty simple. Um, so uh, I have a hard time understanding a thing if I don't try it, try and do it myself. So like for me, learning a new topic starts with reading stuff, starts with whiteboarding stuff, but ultimately has to culminate in building stuff. Otherwise, it just doesn't stick. And um, the uh, the conceptual idea of a TPM is very easy to understand. But using some of the more advanced functions of a TPM um, are conceptually challenging. And I think it um, uh, it sticks be- a little bit better if you actually try and do it. Mm-hmm. So there's this, there's this part of TPM chips called extended authorization policies. So... You so back up right. TPM is like a little processor. You can construct a key in a TPM, and it lives in a little jail, assuming you set it up correctly. And the key will never come out of that jail. 
So the really cool thing is that means the key's never in my computer's memory. It's never in my computer's file system as a really tiny surface area. It really involves attacking the chip itself, which usually ends up being destructive, which means it's a high cost attack that requires physical access, blah, blah, blah. Um, so uh, using that key is, is that, so that part makes sense. But there's this thing called the uh, extended authorization policies where you can basically say, you, you can instruct the TPM to only allow the key to be used under certain circumstances. And there's simple circumstances that we've kind of covered already, like uh, you could maybe tie a pin to the key. You could tie a biometric to the key. Um, but EA, or extended authorization policy, is a little logic language. And so it, it actually has conjunctions, it has disjunctions, and you can build a chain of these sorts of things. And it has counters, um, so you can create a key that only can be used on Tuesdays. But some of the more advanced things you can do is you can tie into these registers called PCRs. And uh, uh, every time I try and recreate what PCR stands for, I keep thinking of uh, polymerase chain reaction, which is not what it is. Same. Um, but uh, so uh, uh, program counter register, I, I always forget. But the point of the PCR is it's this cyclic check, or it's this like uh, checksum, a cryptographic checksum. And uh, when the TPMs reset, the, the registers are all zero. And every time you call this operation called extend, um, it basically takes whatever values in the register, whatever value you're passing it, computes a new checksum, stores that in the in the uh, register. I think this is awesome, right? Because like the reality is that 45 years ago, the seminal RSA paper gets written by a bunch of guys who are super young. And 45 years later, we can still work and truly understand all of the items involved in trusted computing from like a fundamental like level. So that's mm -hmm. been super cool in my opinion, like uh, listening to Jason's uh, plans and what, what he's gone through. Going back to like what we were talking about with credit cards, right? Like uh, the humble around, credit card. Sorry. No, no, no. Like around the same time that uh, the RSA paper was being written was when uh, debit cards were first having to put uh, pin codes on themselves. And obviously at that time, they weren't able to do any of the modern tricks and tools that we use to get uh, local pins and protected pins and all of this like uh, unforgeable, physically unclonable kind of functions that go into like building HSMs and, and TPMs and all of these other kinds of like cool gadgets. But like, um, you, you know, a lot of people, it, th there's been a lot of talk about like uh, CISA putting out guidance saying that uh, PKI is not widely deployed or, or broadly available. I, I think the credit card industry and the GSM SIM card industry would kind of disagree. I think it's been traditionally kind of difficult, uh, but X509, PKCS11, Cryptoki, smart cards, all of this stuff are really mature technologies that we simply were able to put together in a different kind of configuration. But billions of people use this, and I think it's important for people to remember that. Like when Microsoft first started doing their passwordless initiatives and Bill Gates gets harassed for having said at an RASA conference that he was uh, forecasting the death of passwords. His original idea was to <laughs> support smart cards in Windows. And it was really like, you know, a direct uh, relationship to the credit card industry and the SIM cards that were uh, super popular at the time. 
So I think it's really cool that we've been able to get to a point where that like really high quality hardware storage that that's found on the credit card is found in a much more configurable form in the computers. Mm-hmm. And they did, right? So to VPN into Microsoft's ne- network uh, for a while, you got uh, PCs with PCM- PCMCIA readers where you would uh, drop in your, your um, employee batch that had a, a little smart card chip. That's how you would uh, provide credentials for your VPN connection. That's so cool how all this technology is interconnected. And I love it when we travel back in time to reflect on where we started and where we are today and where we're going to be with Jason blazing the trail with his tinkering at uh, home. <laughs> Math hasn't changed. Yeah. Math is timeless. We are but mere mortals. And with that, I will leave <laughs> you. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Please like and subscribe. And my co-host said that they thought the good riddance thing was funny. So I'm going to say it again. Good riddance. Good riddance.